Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician Dr. Robert Jackson, his wife Carlotta, and their daughter Hannah Miller, this program will help you understand that human beings are more than just physiology, that for people there's more than just diagnosis and treatment, and that in life there's more than just medicine for a cure. This is More Than Medicine, and the doctor is in. Hello, this is Carlotta Jackson with More Than Medicine, and I am here with my husband, Dr. Robert Jackson, and he is going to speak today, once again, on critical race theory. We have spoken twice before in April and in May, if you would like to go back to hear those messages. But today, Robert wants to address the topic from the viewpoint that he believes it is a religion. So, Robert, I will hand it over to you so that you can defend that assertion that you believe critical race theory is a religion, and not only that, but an unbiblical one. Well, thank you, Miss Carlotta. Yes, I do believe that critical race theory is an unbiblical religion, an unbiblical cult. My assertion is that critical race theory is a false religion that's promoted by Marxists who hate God, who hate Christianity, who hate our traditional American Christian foundation in our nation. Every religion has certain facets, certain components. And I'm going to list those for you, and then I'm going to go through those components and compare critical race theory to orthodox Christianity. The components of any religion are a cosmology or a worldview, an understanding of origins, how we came to be here, an understanding of soteriology or a doctrine of salvation, a system of obtaining proselytes or new converts, an understanding or doctrine of eschatology, an understanding of how this world will wrap itself up, an understanding of the end times. There's always a source of authority. There's a priesthood and almost every religion has its martyrs. So let's take these one at a time and let's discuss them. And I will compare critical race theory to orthodox Christianity. And I believe in the end, you will understand why I assert very confidently that critical race theory is a false religion and an unbiblical cult that's being promoted by the Marxist in our society. First of all, let's start with the cosmology. The critical race theory proponents analyze all of society through the lens of race, class, and power. They analyze our society through structures, as opposed to looking at our culture through the lens of individuals, as we do in biblical Christianity. Furthermore, they continually divide race, class, and power into those who are oppressors and the oppressed. Now, let me explain that further. In the religion of critical race theory, those who are white people, affluent males, Christians, healthy, straight, are the oppressors. The oppressed are ethnic minorities, immigrants, LGBTQ, poor, disabled, females. These are the oppressed minorities. 
More than that, their cosmology, their worldview proposes ways for the oppressed to overthrow the oppressors. And I want you to remember that the Marxist ideology always states, remember, the goal is the revolution. Their goal is always the violent overthrow of the existing order. And in critical race theory, the ultimate objective is the overthrow of the oppressors in order to elevate the oppressed. Now, this designation is often somewhat fluid because, for example, in America, Asian immigrants often arrive very poor and uneducated. But because in their culture they emphasize education, their education causes them to rise through the ranks financially to become affluent. So Asians can be oppressed in the beginning, but eventually they become oppressors because they're educated and they're affluent. And some black people, because they are educated and wealthy and sometimes politically conservative, for example, like South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, they can become oppressors. And in fact, Tim Scott has been labeled an Uncle Tom and a traitor to the black people because he doesn't follow the political liberal party line. So you see, these lines are fluid and not set in stone. Let's contrast the cosmology of critical race theory with the Orthodox Christian perspective, which says that each of us as an individual is accountable before a holy God. The Bible looks at every one of us as an individual, not as part of a class, not as a part of an ethnic group. The Westminster Lesser Catechism says that the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And the Bible tells us plainly that every man must give account of himself before God is appointed to man once to die, and then comes the judgment. Now, let's look at origins. Every religion has an understanding of origins. The origin teaching of critical race theory is the same as Marxism, which is atheistic evolution. It was the same for the Jacobins in the French Revolution. It was the same for Karl Marx. It was the same for Hitler and the Third Reich, and it is the same for critical race theory. Each of them believed in atheistic evolution, in which there is no accountability before God. One of the writers for critical race theory had this to say about their understanding of origins. And he said, on the first day, white people created whiteness. And I quote, although many white people feel that being white has no meaning, this feeling is unique to white people and is a key part of what it means to be white. To see one's race as having no meaning is a privilege only whites are afforded. To claim to be, quote, just human, close quote, and thus outside of race is one of the most powerful and pervasive manifestations of whiteness. He then goes on to give a definition of whiteness, which is a set of normative privileges granted to white-skinned individuals and groups, which is invisible to those privileged by it. This statement is as critical to the cult 
of anti-racism as Genesis is to Christianity. So you see, there are opposing views of the origin of man. For biblical Christians, creation was accomplished by divine, intelligent design. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And because of that, every one of us is accountable individually to Almighty God. Now, what about the doctrine of soteriology, our teaching about salvation? For the critical race theory proponents, their teaching about salvation is anti-racism. Now, when you say that word, well, all of us are against racism, but their understanding of the word includes social justice. Now, social justice requires perpetual penance. It requires an adherence to the law of social justice, the pursuit of social justice. And for them, that means you have to overthrow the oppressors. You have to elevate those who are oppressed. It requires affirmative action. It requires reparations. It ultimately ends in riots, revolution, and the overthrow of the existing order. And if violence, riots, and revolution is required, then in their minds, all of that is justified if it acquires their ultimate objective, which is the overthrow of the existing order, the elevation of the oppressed, and the dethroning of those who are the oppressors. That is social justice in a nutshell. I was speaking in a conference in Columbia, South Carolina, two weeks ago, and I was on a panel, and there was a gentleman there who was a, a, a black man. He was a pediatric psychologist. He was from Utah, and he was speaking about this whole issue of reparations. And of course, he was there talking about the, the damage being done to his pediatric psychology patients by the whole issue of critical race theory, where white children are shamed by their educators and black children are taught that they are victims of their culture. And in his tongue-in-cheek presentation, he said that if you white people are foolish enough to believe in white guilt, he said, I will put a jar on my front porch of my million-dollar mansion, and every day when I drive up in my Jaguar, I will look to see if you have put money in the jar to help overcome my victimhood and assuage your white guilt. And of course, he was speaking tongue in cheek and it made the whole audience laugh. But you understand that is the ultimate objective of the salvation teaching of anti-racism and social justice. Now, what does the Bible teach us? What does Christianity teach us? The soteriology, the doctrine of salvation of Christianity, is that we are saved by grace through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And in Romans, it tells us that there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and we can rest in Jesus. There's no further work that you and I can contribute to the completed work of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. Now, of course, the Bible teaches us that we have to work out our salvation, which means that there's the progressive work 
of sanctification as we seek to be conformed to the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. But when it comes to salvation, when he said on the cross, it is finished, that means the work of our justification, the work of salvation was completed. And all you and I must do is believe in the blood of Jesus, believe in the grace of our good God, and our salvation is complete. Compared to the soteriology of anti-racism, which requires a perpetual penance, a perpetual pursuit of social justice, and there is no rest, and the end of it is violence. Now, there's also a system of proselytizing for critical race theory, and that system of obtaining converts is this educational system in the public school. It has always been that way for secular humanism, for almost every false religion in our country. Once the Bible and Christianity and prayer were kicked out of our school in the 1960s, the educational system of the government schools has been the mode and method for obtaining proselytes of every false religion in our country. And that's true for critical race theory as well. Christianity has been excluded from the public school system. Now, I know that there are plenty of good God-fearing Christian school teachers and principals, but their hands are tied by the federal government, and they're not allowed to proselytize. They're not allowed to preach the gospel, but all manner of other false religions are given full reign in the public school system. When I was at this conference in Columbia two weeks ago, there was a school teacher there who had been a public school teacher for 30 years. And she told us that Common Core had been voted out of the school system by our legislature. But she said, I'm here to tell you that Common Core is still in our public schools and it's just there under a different name. And she said, if critical race theory is voted out of the school system in South Carolina, as it has been in other states, it will still come back in under the tent under different names, as long as the federal government gives our state money to promote critical race theory, it will find its way into our school system. And then she confessed, she said, I've been a public school advocate for 30 years. And she said, I never thought I would say this, but I'm telling you now, get your children and grandchildren out of the public school system because they are being indoctrinated in a false religion called critical race theory. And then she brought out a whole stack of books that were being taught to children in elementary school that promoted critical race theory, that promoted anti-police, that promoted Black Lives Matter, that promoted transgender and homosexuality. And the audience was appalled when she began to show exactly what these books were. Now, more than that, just this very week, I received by accident a school librarian catalog in the mail. It was obviously intended for some school in my neighborhood, but it ended up in my mailbox and I began to thumb through this catalog and I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was shocked. I was saddened to read the titles and the content of these books that are going to libraries in public schools in South Carolina. I promise you that 70% of the books in that catalog were promoting critical race theory, social emotional learning, Black Lives Matter, 
LGBTQ. I kid you not. I was shocked and I was amazed. And I'm telling you that the proselytizing of critical race theory is the public school system in our nation, which your tax money is supporting. And I'm just saying you better get your children into homeschool or a private school where you know that CRT is not being taught. How does Christianity obtain their converts? Well, you know, it's by evangelism. Evangelism is our only strategy, and truth is our only weapon. Romans 1.16, Paul told the Romans, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God and the salvation to all who believe, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile, to the black, the white, the Hispanic, the Asian, to every ethnic group. The power of the gospel is what causes folks' hearts to be transformed. And evangelism is the way that the Christian church obtains its proselytes, its converts, not through the school system. It's through the preaching of the gospel. And then there's an eschatology, an understanding of how this world will be concluded in the end time. For the critical race theory proponents, it's a Marxist utopia that will be ushered in by revolution. But you and I understand full well that a Marxist revolution is always accompanied by mass murder, starvation, and ultimately economic collapse. Just look at Cuba. Just look at Venezuela. Just look at the Marxist states in Africa. Every one of them involve mass murder, starvation, an economic collapse. Is that what we want in America? Of course not. For Christian people, our understanding of the end times is that there will be a millennial reign of our Lord Jesus Christ, a thousand-year physical reign of Jesus Christ on planet Earth, followed by a new heaven and a new earth, a place where there's no weeping, no crying, no mourning, no sickness, no death, and there'll be no need for doctors like me. I will be permanently unemployed in the new heaven and the new earth. Well, then there's got to be a source of authority. Every religion has its source of authority. For the critical race theory, their source of authority is the critical social justice, social science authors like Robin DiAngelo and Kendi and Tisby and Delgado and others, just like the authors of all these children's books that I found in this library catalog that came to my home. And I just want you to understand that the author of these books assert that there is a black knowledge that only black people possess and that white people can never understand the black experience. I want you to understand that that is Gnosticism. That is mysticism. And they base their whole source of authority on extra biblical knowledge, which is Gnosticism, which is mysticism. And they claim that white people can never understand their experience. We as Christian people assert that the word of God is sufficient for understanding all of life. It is our sole guide for faith and practice. The Bible requires no external authority for its validation. 
You and I live by the word of God. We are a people of the book. And I'm surprised that so many black pastors are departing from their understanding of the word of God and fleeing to critical race theory and utilizing the social science authors as a source of authority for instructing their congregations and guiding their lives. And then there's a priesthood. Every religion has its own priesthood. The priesthood for critical race theory is oppressed minorities, and their catechism is say their names. We hear them say that on the liberal media every night, say their names. Who are the names? Were their names of the martyrs, Saints Trayvon, Mike, George Floyd, and Brianna. Those are the martyrs that the priesthood, the oppressed minorities say over and over. What about the Christian religion? Well, we believe that individual believers are the priesthood. Peter told us that you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen people, a chosen generation, and a peculiar people. Individual believers are a royal priesthood. We have access to God through our mediator, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the priesthood, and we are able to pray and go to God directly. And we have legitimate martyrs like the Apostle Stephen and Polycarp and William Tyndall, men who died for the genuine faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. Those are our martyrs. Now, our morality is based on God's law. Put simply, critical race theory assesses virtue or a lack thereof, goodness or badness based on race, class, and power. The Bible, in contrast, assesses goodness or badness based on conformity of actions to God and his moral law. The scripture says, and it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to do all this commandment before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. Deuteronomy 6.25. And then Jesus reaffirmed this truth when he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Of course, no one can perfectly obey God's law, which is why the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only means of salvation from God's just wrath against sin. But this very fact about the universality of human depravity presents an important problem for critical race theory. Sin involves any action that disobeys the law of God and has nothing to do with race, class, or power. All people, white or non-white, wealthy or poor, powerful or weak, can and do sin. And all people have the potential to act righteously through the regenerating and sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit. According to Scripture, good or evil have nothing to do with race, class, or power structures. Good and evil are determined by the individual actions of moral human agents. Therefore, critical race theory is not a helpful tool for evaluating society because it defines morality on the basis of categorizations inconsistent with biblical teaching. I want you to understand plainly, racism is individual, 
not institutional or structural, in the same way that sin is individual and not institutional or structural. Critical race theory is a non-biblical cultic religion, and it is not a helpful tool for evaluating society because it defines morality on the basis of categorizations inconsistent with biblical teaching. Race, class, and power should never be factors in determining value or devaluation. Make no mistake, critical race theory is a dark religion that hates God. It is empowered by the God of this world, who is Satan. It is opposed to Christianity. It is opposed to our Constitution. It is opposed to our traditional American way of life. But let me tell you this. Let me encourage you, brothers and sisters. Do not be afraid. Jesus told Peter and his disciples, and by extension speaking to you and me, he says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against what? Against America? (laughs) No, against his church. The church of the living God will always stand, will always prevail, will always survive, even in communist China, even in Muslim Indonesia, even in the Soviet Union. The church of the living God has prospered and survived. And I'm telling you, even in America, If socialism, Marxism, critical race theory, if all of these things prevail economically and politically, the church of the living God in America will always exist. It will always survive. It will always bear a strong testimony to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we may not always be a Christian nation. The 30 million evangelicals in America may not prevail politically. We may not prevail in any way other than being a strong witness to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We may be a persecuted minority. I pray every day that God would bring a strong spiritual awakening to the church of the living God that would result in genuine evangelism and that multiplied millions of Americans would come to faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray every day that my eyes would see it, my ears would hear it, and my heart would experience it. But if that does not happen, trust me, the church of our living God will prevail in America. There will always be a church here. There will always be a remnant of Christian people here who will be sharing the gospel, preaching the truth, lifting up the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You and I will be a part of that. You and I may be a persecuted minority, but that's okay. That's true throughout history, and it's been true in multiple nations around the world, and it may one day be true in America. We should oppose critical race theory as a false, unbiblical religion. Make no mistake about what its nature is, but also make no mistake that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. God bless you. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to today's edition of More Than Medicine. You can follow Jackson Family Ministry on Facebook, Instagram, and on their website, 
be sure to contact them via jacksonfamilyministry at gmail.com for speaking engagements and for book information. Join us next time for more than medicine.